Still painted black, just don't add the brown sugar, apparently. That will get you in trouble. And that is D-Factor. Enjoy John Young's stuff. You can always hit him up on my friend's page. D-Factor does a lot of our background music. And we want to thank, of course, Kettle One comes from Electric Prawn, Charlie Fleming's unit. So you may or may not be aware we had some server issues earlier in the week. Of course, as we get you iHeartRadio people here at Kettle Whistle Radio for the first time, that's when the server issues kick in. But hey, they fixed it. Our server, HipCast, got on it. And apparently what they were doing was updating so that they don't get ransomware. Uh, You know, believe what you want. I got it straight from them. Now, tonight, yes, it's Halloween season. Got Charlie St. 
Seer dash Paul. Charlie St. Seer Paul. And that's Charlie St. St. C-Y-R dash Paul. He plays the Carillon. What is the Carillon, you ask? Well, if any of you have ever been to a Renaissance festival, or for that matter, been to Disney World, he worked there for like 23 years. Uh, all right, the Carillon, spell like it sounds. Not like the planet in Battlestar Galactica. That's completely different. That's old shit right there, guys. 70s. All right. But the Carillon is a pitched percussion instrument that is played with a keyboard and consists of at least 23 cast bronze bells in fixed suspension and tuned in chromatic order so that they can be sounded harmoniously together. And, uh, yeah, like I said, this is a one-man band. He's coming up. He's a great guy. He's a lot of fun. And uh, you get a little tidbit from HB3. Remember that guy with the piccolo bass? Yeah, I'm going to get these guys together at some point, and it'll be... um, Weird as all fuck. <laughs> but my God, will it be good. All right, um, HB3, you'll hear a little snippet from him for our Halloween sessions here. I think you're going to hear more from him anyway at, at some point. Uh, I know, tomorrow, that's why I'm getting this up as soon as possible. Uh, tomorrow is the Halloween fest at, it's actually Nightmare at Willow Station, the Willow Station uh, restaurant. at. Um, it's in Castle Shannon, south of Pittsburgh. Uh, great place, great food. Be there with Robert J. Hoagland and Jess Weary will be with us as well. Uh, this is a gross fest. I call it 2.5. He had some select vendors, myself being one, which was really cool. Christine Saltis will be there, Maddie Deering, and uh, cast and crew of Gross Fest, of course. There'll be karaoke later in the night. But this thing starts, it's not going to get in the way of your Halloween festivities if you have any tomorrow, Saturday, October 30th. It starts at 2, okay? I'll be there bright and early myself. So, hopefully we'll see you there. And if you're not going out anywhere, Bakuasku on, this is on YouTube, folks. The Halloween Spooktacular is up. Don't miss it. Loads of rock stars on there. It's definitely fun. All right. Bakuasku on YouTube. Halloween Spook, I'm sorry, Spooktacular. Okay. And uh, what else have I not mentioned? Now, oh, if you like Charlie's stuff that we're going to, um, we're going to play at least two songs for you tonight. If you like our guest. All his stuff, his music is available on Spotify, of course, and iTunes. And I believe he'll throw one more in there. He is not on Bandcamp, so don't look for him there. He did make that clear to me. And I hope you enjoy this. And uh, sorry if you had any um, speed bumps along the way trying to upload us uh, about two days ago. uh, Or listen to us anyway. That's over. We're back. Hopefully you hear this. Don't give up on me yet. Got a lot to do. Lots to do. Lots coming up. All right, and uh, again, the Spotlights, we'll be recording with them in a week. Uh, Spotlights are an amazing band. Look them up if you didn't hear them yet. Um, I would love to play a song right now, but we're packed full of stuff right now. And uh, again, thanks for D-Factor for the music. And I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. Oh, yeah, our guest. Let's get to him. What do you think? All right. Enjoy. And uh, let's let's see, maybe we'll just play a little something, something just before that. Uh, if you kind of like this one before, uh, I'm going to play it again because it's so damn cool. All right, this is Frail, who they're now over in Europe, touring right now. And this is Bella Lugosi's Dead by Frail, of course. Wow. Enjoy. Thank you, and thanks for listening. All right.
And I want to say, uh, well, folks, friends and fiends, welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio and iHeartRadio fans as well. Thanks for accepting us on there and all you new listeners. I've got uh, Charlie St. Cyr Paul, uh, producer, drummer, percussionist, and we met at a very interesting place. How are you doing today, Charlie? I'm doing great, my friend. How is it going over there? Not too bad, not too bad. But you know, from what I see or hear, I should say you're, you're not happy about the hotel food. <laughs> no, it's it's every every place I go, it's it's another uh, shit show of, of what we're going to eat tonight. Try to eat something franchisable, so I know what to get and something fun because I enjoy a you know a fun snack at night. <laughs> I understand. Totally understand yeah. that. Um, all right, so I met you at the Pittsburgh Ren Fest. Uh, you, uh, I guess you are a traveling Ren Fester. Is that how we'd say it? Uh, you know, one would say a Rennie, but I, I, I'm a little bit more than that. I'm not stuck oh, to the Renaissance festivals. I'm touring, doing uh, state fairs, state festivals, uh, private events, you know, festivals. Anything, any event you want to see, something you've never seen before, uh, which happens to be at a Renaissance Festival as well, where we met. Mm-hmm. Um, but any place that you would never see anything else you've never seen before, I, I'm your guy. That is, you know what, I got that sort of introduction by um, some of the folks that, I, that were, I guess, handling you that day. Uh, they were just like, I, okay. I asked for the card, I was looking at your CDs and stuff, and I usually I buy CDs, I don't even know why I didn't that time. But um, probably because I went over to run and see you. And they were like, oh yeah, yeah, this guy's got some stories. So, were they lying to me? <laughs> no, no, there's stories, all right. I mean... Uh... I mean, who else do you know plays a, a four-ton medieval instrument that tours around the world where there's only one of those touring in North America? It's amazing, yes. Uh, we're, now we're talking about Bells to Go as well as Cast in Bronze, two separate shows, or do you do them back-to-back? So Bells to Go is my more of my brand, my corporate brand, okay. and then I provide different shows, and Cast in Bronze is the show that I've absorbed uh, from another Kara Lenore. Okay. And uh, I get some more modern updates for that show. Right. And uh, that's where, well, that's where I met, I met you there. So now you, you mentioned classes. Are you, are you taking them or are you teaching classes? I wasn't sure on that when you, you said you had class today. Well, that's great. Uh, actually, both. I, I get called in to work with high schools and colleges. Nice. Uh, Very nice. An adjudicating musician to work with uh, ensembles, whether it be jazz ensembles or contemporary ensembles, marching ensembles. Um, and then I also get invited into colleges to talk about music business, the okay. business of music, how to be a successful uh, artist. Not a good artist, and a successful one. And then <laughs> I also take classes. I, I just recently was received the scholarship 2021 to the North American Carillon School. I was their scholarship recipient this year, so... Tonight, I had my campanology class, which is more about how the carillon works and bells around the world. Uh, so that's always interesting. So I'm, I'm surrounded by educating, giving, and getting. I get that impression, absolutely. Now, for those folks that went to the Renaissance uh, Festival this year in the Pittsburgh area, you saw, we well, I, I heard tubular bells right away, the theme from the Omen, I've been, and that just draws me right, uh-huh. too. And I, I wanted to go up to, the I guess, the, the, the guy that was there before you. Did you just acquire the Pittsburgh uh-huh. one? Was it your first Pittsburgh show or no? This is my first Pittsburgh show. It was my second uh, contract out on the road. Previous okay. to that, I did the Georgia Renaissance 
Well, it was yeah, very amazing. Um, I just I enjoyed watching you, but the sound itself and just hearing those songs, and you know, around Halloween time, it just kind of fit in really well. And you're kind of a one man band, but I well, we'll talk about that first. You are kind of a one man band. I know you work with others, but th- that day, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So the instrument, you know, um, is so unique, and you nailed it, man. It, it's you know, it doesn't matter if it was the other Carolinor or if it was me or if it's going to be someone else. The reality is the instrument is so unique and beautifully haunting. Um, mm-hmm. The instrument has some inherent characteristics that make it like nothing else. Nothing Every else. Every bell that we, we toll has four notes that happen simultaneously. It has the, the primary note, uh, which is the strike tone, the hum tone, which is an octave below. Uh, and then it has its first partial and then it has an octave above. So the bells in themselves have a unique characteristic of having the minor third. So a lot is diminished. Uh, chords and that's kind of the crunchy dark shit you hear in music <laughs> um very much in halloween music yes for sure uh that's that's why you the music the instrument is so unique so like i was saying it doesn't matter who's playing it the instrument is just exquisitely beautifully haunting haunting is the only way to put it but full sounding yeah. strong i mean we do a lot with like heavy bands on here as well um you know punk would awesome. be punk rock to metal to industrial to even you know some techno um but yeah right. it's all about that powerful sound and i've always liked it my grandfather was always in big bands and uh it was all about just oh, yeah, the, the power behind it and just being in it. what does it sound like when you are now i saw you wear a headset that's so you can talk to the crowd but does that block out your sound when you're like inside that thing? I explain the structure itself. It's amazing if you haven't sure, seen it, right. folks. Yeah. So I mean, definitely check out bellstogo.com and you see all pictures and videos and such. It's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. You know, 35 bells in a fixed trailer that stands 10 feet tall, 8 feet wide, and 12 feet long. You know, played by batons that are you know half a foot long, that are a couple of inches from each other, laid out like a chromatic situation like a piano mm-hmm. um and how i actually play that is almost with a cupped fist and smashing down on the baton to strike the uh, oh goodness don't worry about it, it happens uh, all the time usually strike... usually it's my dog that interrupts us but there you go right <laughs> <laughs> um so you strike down on these batons and the batons have a uh you know goes to a um a cable mm-hmm. and the cable goes through a pulley and then pulls a clapper and that clapper strikes the bell so it is a pretty, and I have um, three octaves on my feet, hands, and an octave and a half on my feet. So to play chordal music, I'll have to use both hands and both feet, and uh, I'll do that a lot. So yeah. that's kind of a, a little overview of the instrument, but I would definitely check out anyone who wants to learn more about it. Just go to the website if that's okay, yeah. just because it will help fill in the blanks of visually what we're talking about. And not to mention, there's always pictures on your your Facebook page, which I just be, became familiar with. Uh, again, his his name, folks, Charlie Saint Sire. Now it's Sear C Y R dash P A U L Sear Paul. So Charlie Saint Sear Paul. Uh, yeah, yeah, not the easiest name to look up on Skype. I'm just gonna. Say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, but no, it's it's, it's fine. But you, you know, you talked about uh, your dad and the big band, and you, you're obviously. And a lot of people that listen to the genres you just mentioned, they mm-hmm. get excited by the sonic fullness um, of music. Yeah. You know, and this this instrument, getting back to me doing it by myself, so much of the bells creates, I would say, 80% of the sonic clarity of what you hear. Mm-hmm. And I play with music. So other bells are typically up in a church tower. 
Um, and they have three more octaves below. So they have that full sonic palette to choose from. Man. I don't. I just have the top three octaves, and that's why I add the music, you know, a contemporary rock band of guitar, bass, guitar, mm-hmm. drums, and full orchestration. Right. Ironically, I was driving past a local church today and their bells got stuck. They still use the real bells up top, not digitally, you know, uh-huh. and they got stuck. And I'm yeah. driving past. I'm like, oh, boy, maybe we're not going to talk today. I don't know. <laughs> Strange <laughs> omen. But, uh, you know, this is something you don't just, I, at least I don't think you just fall into something like this, like cast in bronze and your belts to go. Or, or did you just fall into this? Yeah. <laughs> or was this a plan? No, you know, oh, you know, here's here's a crazy story. If you don't believe in, in fate or a predetermined path of your life, you may ask me this. I, 23 years ago, I was at Disney World, and, I, and I've had a wonderful career playing as a musician at Walt Disney World and Universal, doing a lot of corporate things in that area. Mm-hmm. I auditioned for this guy who had this strange bell contraption, <laughs> and he was hiring a band because something went awry with the band he had brought down from Philadelphia. And the music was interesting, it was complicating, it was haunting. And, you know, being a, a, a jazz nerd and into the fusion style of stuff and seeking out something a little bit more heavier, it was like, I have to take up on this audition. And <laughs> um, my buddy, who ended up being in Vegas playing all the surf shows up there, he and I went to this audition and, uh, and we auditioned while this guy was playing the music on a keyboard and we thought it was kind of corny. But the music was really hard. So we ended up getting a gig and we played with him at Disney for three years with wow, okay. and he, he was, you know, Carolyn Ordelapana as the original cast and bronze uh, you know, guy. So we played with it and honestly for the three or four years that we played together, I was just like, Ah, that's really a unique thing that we're listening to. But mm-hmm. it seemed really novelty to me. It's like at Disney you know, you play with bagpipes, you play with violins, you play with glass harmonicas, mm-hmm. you know, all these obscure things, things that people want to see, niche things. And at the moment, I kind of saw it as that. Um, but then we stayed in touch, and I ended up being his drummer on all of his recordings for 23 years, wow. uh, working with his band, and we developed this great relationship. So about a year ago, I get a phone call, and Carolinor Delapetta, his first name is Frank, Frank's kind of a gruff man from Philly. He calls me out and he goes, Charlie, uh, you want to play the bells? And I said, uh, <laughs> no, no way in hell do I want to play the bells. And he's like, you know, you can take over. And I was like, no, 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 man. That's, that's not my calling in life. Um, it's just so complicated. I mean, what, what the hell am I going to do? Go on the road and carry around four tons of bells? It, it didn't make sense. So we hung up and then he called me back like an hour later. He goes, Charlie, listen. The bells have chosen you. Oh my God! What are you gonna do? And I was like, Oh, I don't know. And then it became this responsibility, kind of like you were talking about. The bells are so amazing, and mm-hmm. once you see them, you're you're hooked on them. And if you've never seen them before, you're blown away when you see them. Yeah. It became a responsibility more than an opportunity. <laughs> so it's kind of like someone gifted me a child that didn't have any parents or, you know, and it's like, well, of course I got to play. So wow. it became a responsibility as much of a, you know, it went from a gig, a cool gig of a niche instrument to, okay, the fate of the world knowing about this instrument relies on me now. Wow. Wow. So. <laughs> okay. So you were pressured into it a little bit. 
A, a little bit, but, he, you know, and hopefully you felt this way too. He, he saw the skill sets in me that would carry this instrument to the next level. All right. Um, you know, someone who would entertain, someone who would consider other musical genres, you know, and mm-hmm. our Christmas album is a complete EDM project, yep. um, which is pretty badass. And, you know, we're starting pre-production on a whole new concept called the Gothic Tales, which is going to be a badass gothic rock band um and we're already talking to you know people of i'm starting to get in touch with people like skillet snow white blood and um and evanescence people that you know kind of inspired me to do this people that use the sound of bells but never use real bells Hmm. they're using some you know bullshit midi sample which which is cool because who has a four-ton parallel to bring around (laughs) the world exactly and i said well i do so, I, uh, this, is what I, this is what I'm telling them. I, I, I'm telling them, you know, I'm going to start playing your music to get some attention, then I'm going to play some of my original songs. There you go. And, um, and if you want, we can start working together now, or you're going to work with me later when you realize that we're the perfect parent. So, um, we're really excited. It, you know, I got Bobby Coble, the guitar player from Death, is a good friend of mine. Get out of here, um, really. It, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, a buddy of his, this will be the first project that I don't play drums on. I got a guy who can really slam the stuff the way it's meant to be. Um, and I actually get to meet him next week, but we've been auditioning him uh, wow. you know, virtually. Got a, a great female singer who is just going to tear it a, a new one. Oh, man, um, we have, then we have to get you back on here when that's done. Oh, dude, it, it's, it's going to kill. And, uh, you know, what I'm trying to do now is just get that together, organized, so we can get out. I would like to get out to, you know, Music Fest in Milwaukee and Music Fest in Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, places that, you know, know how to produce and, and showcase these groups. Gotcha, because yeah. Because, like you, like you experienced, it needs to be sonically felt, mm-hmm, you know? And mm-hmm. when it does, I think it's going to change the industry. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, I just think it's funny that you told them, I already got one. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> I mean... Wow. You know, imagine if the electric guitar didn't exist, and they're using all these patches from like GarageBand for an electric guitar, and then you know Eddie Van Halen shows up and goes, "This is what it's really supposed to sound like." Mm. You know, I'm not comparing myself to Eddie Van Halen, no, but no, sonically, why not? You know, I'm just. <laughs> why well, not? He's a god. I think that he would. I think you would have got his attention if he sat in that front row that day when I saw you. Yeah, that definitely it would have held oh, yeah. his attention. He had respect for other musicians quite a bit. You don't hear about it much, but like you know, he was seen at that Tool show. He he definitely. I think he was open to a lot of sounds. Let's face it, you know. Yeah, and you know what my favorite thing was is even in the Carillon world, especially there are a bunch of snobby Carillonors that sit around playing literature from the 14th, 15th century, hmm. you know, talking about how they do it better than someone else. Ah. I don't have this crazy proficiency, but, you know, something that Eddie Van Halen said one day when uh, his son was, you know, taking the place of uh, bass in the band. Yeah. They were trying to get him to compare Mark, Michael Anthony and Wolfgang. Hmm. And he finally said, guys, you got to chill out, you know. Hmm. Music is not a competition. That's why we have sports. Everybody yep. has their heartbeat. Everybody has something to share. Let them communicate. Right. I saw I saw Wolfgang. I saw that Van Halen with Wolfgang too. Okay. Um, and he kicked ass, right? He was good. Yeah, he was really good. I totally held his own. I mean, I, I thought, yeah, I thought nothing of it. You know, I, I yeah. honestly, I mean, of course, it, you know, I've seen them before, but yeah. I mean, 
but the vocals, yeah, are missing. I mean, he's he's staple to right, that yeah. sound, but you know. It's kind of like Jason Bonham. He doesn't play like John Bonham, but hey, let him do his thing. Exactly. You know, and honestly, uh, if you remember uh, Dimebag Daryl of Pantera, riffs were Mm -hmm. meant to be shared, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, if we're not learning and sharing music, then yeah, we're we're just being selfish little pricks. I hear you. And that gets boring. Uh, All right, let's give him a little taste here. Uh, You pick out a song and we'll play it, something of yours. Um, We'll stay away from the Christmas stuff because I was going to ask you for that maybe in about two months. Sure, sure, no worries. That sounds great. What do you got? You know, um, I think something that is is cool um, is the opening uh, title track to the album Chapter Two. It's a song called The New Chapter. Okay. Um, and it, it's royal, majestic. It fits multiple genres, but it's it's something that I don't even get to play because it's not. Um, I don't think it's so listener friendly that if you walked by, it would keep you captivated. Hmm. But I, I think it's a it's a nice introduction to listeners. To hear some, you know, simple arrangement that really presents the carillon in a majestic way. All right, perfect. All right, and you said that was uh, the title track, chapter two. You said a uh, new, a new chapter. A new chapter. I'm sorry, a new chapter. Okay, but well, you heard it here, folks. Yeah. And we'll have it all listed for you in writing, so you can actually see his name as well and follow him on Facebook, Twitter, wherever wherever he wants you to find him. But right now, yeah, all right, we're going to play this right now. All, and this is off of what re- record is it? Chapter 2, just released six months ago. We'll get right back to you. Enjoy this, folks. You get a taste of what the, what he's talking about. And then we have a couple more questions to follow up with that. And thanks for listening to Kettleverse Radio. You have a good day, night, and I hope you come right back. Like these chimes are the poet's airy rhymes. All his rhymes and roundelays, his conceits and songs and ditties. From the belfry of his brain, scattered downward, though in vain, on the roofs and stones of cities. For by night the drowsy ear under its curtains cannot hear. And by day men go their ways, hearing the music to the break of dawn, but deeming it no more, alas, in the hollow sound of bronze.
the dark. But you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle, fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Hi, this is Martin Atkins from Public Image Limited, Killing Joke, Ministry, Nine Inch Nails, Pig Face, and the Damage Manual, and Murder Inc. and Brian Brain. And you're listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. There you go, folks. You just got a taste of what he was talking about. Charlie St. Cyr Paul, the master behind, oh my gosh, I, I, where do we, the Carillon? It's called the Carillon, correct? Yeah, definitely. The instrument's called the Carillon. And, and, and let me give your listeners two definitions of what a Carillon is. Yes. The first one, so they know, it's a, this is a stoic definition of 23 or more bells in a fixed position played by a baton that is in a chromatic order, made out like a piano and striking bells with the clappers. Now, my definition is the best-kept musical secret that's <laughs> going to change the industry once you know about it. Boom. There. Ah, I love it. I'm glad you could do this for, with us, man, because uh, we're you know we're about 253 shows in, 13, 14 years now, and uh, we've had so much of everything. This is one thing that was missing, and I, I almost approached. Yeah, I, I was going to approach you, your other guy, um, about three, four years ago, the last time we saw the Renaissance Festival, and I, I chickened out. I didn't want to bug him because he was getting attacked by people, you know. And, and I, I, you were you had a you had a line there too, but I was like, you know what? This time I'm not going to let this go. But um, yeah, I've totally. You know what? You know why you came and spoke to me is because he had a mask on and I didn't. You're yeah. more approachable and better looking. Ah, that's really funny. I was going to mention the mask. He did seem intimidating. He did seem very like like a ninja. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kids love ninja. me now because I'm not as scary. That's pretty funny. That's funny. Oh, so yes, yeah, so there were kids coming up to you. Yeah, there were kids there and younger folks, older folks. Yeah, you know what? You have a point there. It's because your face was. You, they could see you. They could see you were personable. Yeah. Uh, no offense <laughs> to the other guy. And no, you know, that, that other individual we talked about, Carolyn or Delapena, Frank Delapena, he is a master. Yeah. I mean, a true master, world-class Carolyn or studied in the French Carolyn school. I mean, there's probably probably three people in the world that are playing on his level. Um, and so, I, you know, I, I joke about him. That's because he's a dear <laughs> friend, but... No mistake. He is the originator. He is the original. And, uh, you know, my job is just to take it to the next level. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do. You definitely did it. Uh, let me ask you this uh, uh, non-musical question. What is your state of mind currently with things today? How are things going? How do you feel right now? Are you in a good state of mind? About, oh, I'm in a great place, man. Yeah, good. 
Yeah, are you talking about music? Oh uh, no, I was putting music aside. Just the state of affairs, world, and because you, you're seeing a lot of it, at least this country lately. Or are you seeing a lot of the world yeah. right now? Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm seeing people that are, are wanting to adventure and forget about things, uh-huh. and that's that's the joy of being an entertainer. Being on the road is you're you're in everyone's vacation space. You know, they're yeah. they're trying to escape reality for a minute. Yes. Um. So. I, I love it. And, you know, especially after this pandemic, regardless of what side of the coin you fall on it politically, mm-hmm. people are just hungry for normalcy or, you know, so, something to be entertained by. And I'm thrilled to be able to provide that for you. hundred percent, man. I'm, I'm doing my first convention this Saturday. It's a mini convention uh, at a local uh, oh, pub, bar and grill. Yeah, we're doing a book signing. It's, it's, uh, it's for Halloween. It's a horror fest called Gross Fest. And basically, this is 2.5, awesome. very watered down, cut down because it's in a smaller place. And not everybody's going to go to a giant convention right now. But it's getting right. better. It's getting better. But yeah, it is at the Willow Station, folks, if you happen to be in Castle Shannon or Pittsburgh area this weekend. Uh, the weekend. Of, what is this weekend anyway? What date are we at now? Uh, <laughs> We're on the Halloween weekend. Yeah, so thirtieth. Yeah. I'm actually in Boynton Beach, Florida, this weekend playing a pirate and mermaid Halloween festival. Oh wow! So I actually put together a Halloween show where I'm playing. I just put together a nice uh, arrangement of uh, theme from Dead Silence. Oh wow! Great. Um, oh, that's I love yeah. that. Yeah. That's and a, it translates really well, you know, getting back to that diminished chord structure. And then I'm doing stuff from The Omen, you know, the tubular bells. Yep. And then Phantom of the Opera for the old people so they can still think I'm polite and nice. Uh, of, of course. And, and then, you know, from The Omen, O Fortuna, which is just a classic kill, kill me movie. Yeah. You know? So I think we're going to have a super fun Halloween. I'm excited. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that, man. Good luck on your book. Your book signing, man. I, I appreciate. It. Yeah, right. we've got uh, we've got I've got a ton of books of old stock that's been sitting around for two years. You know, um, then I got the okay. new. We have a new comic book out, Doctor Peeler, Demon Psychiatrist. I'll have to send you a copy of that if you're into comic books. Uh, issue two I would is love coming up. Yeah, I'd love to send it to you, man. My artist uh, Bob Hoagland is amazing. So, yeah, he's gonna be there, folks. You can meet him and get. He's got some artwork that'll blow you away. So that's if you happen to be there. Um, and, oh, I know what are, what, when, hmm, do you have favorite pieces that you play? Like what, which ones stand out during a performance that you enjoy and look forward yeah. to? Okay. So the ones that I love and enjoy are not the ones that people like. Oh, interesting. So, okay. It, it's very short lived. typically. I, you know, I started doing, I, I want to sing. I, I, it's hard to captivate people as an instrumentalist. So I try to sing every show just so there's somebody there. Mm-hmm. You know, like my wife, she doesn't get instrumental music. She needs a lyric to, to gravitate. <laughs> Interesting. So I try to give some lyrical content, and I love singing. So I recently was singing Peter Gabriel's Turn Your Eyes. Oh, wow. Really? I, oh, wait, wait. You I did just, that You did that in Pittsburgh, didn't you? Okay, yeah, probably. Yeah, and, you did. But here's the problem with that. It's the one song after the show, people come up teary-eyed to me, thanking me, like, oh, my gosh, that was just so beautiful. You spoke to my heart and blah, blah, blah. Right. So I'll get one or two of those, but, 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 and here's why I don't play it. A good 20 to 30% of my audience walks away because it's just not captivating enough oh, weird. for the masses in a, in a stage presentation. Okay. Well, I will say this. Nobody got up and left during the Pittsburgh performance, and I was standing behind a dude that was there with his family and said that was my wedding song, and they were very, very happy about Aww. that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, you probably don't remember this and, stuff. And then, 
Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Um, you know, the other stuff I, I like singing and I'm kind of bringing to the forefront is, you know, getting ready for the gothic thing. I'm doing a lot of classic rock things. Can't so, wait. And I have a back, yeah, I have a background with classic rock. So I put a medley together of three tunes, uh, one Bubba O'Reilly that I, I sing, which is such wow. near impossible to sing at eight o'clock at a festival in the morning. But, um, and then in that medley, I also do uh, Paranoid by Black Sabbath yeah, and uh, nice. Immigrant Song by Zeppelin. Oh, that's awesome. Holy shit. So, uh, yeah. I so I, I like doing that stuff just because I think an artist is most believable when they're sticking closest to their heart. And that's my heartbeat, you know, is playing that stuff. I love it, man. Discussing what was going on in society, historically, in the 1970s that caused the horror films that we appreciate so much, we brought up Vietnam as one example because all these fuckers were Vietnam vets and came back crazy. And thus they made the movies they made. I also wanted to bring up the impact of No Fault Divorce, which was legalized in California in 1970. And the hockey stick-like explosion of divorces in the early to mid-70s as another factor influencing the content of horror films at that time. Suddenly you get lots of demonic possessions of children, lots of horror scenarios involving families, broken families, or families that are in danger of breaking up, and the entrance of demonic forces in that context. The demonic forces, of course, being symbolic for the entrance of outside predators in the form of step-parents, boyfriends, etc., who have taken advantage of the opportunity and are now preying on the innocent who they now have access to. In the same way that we had an explosion of child abuse in the 1970s perpetrated by step-parents, we have this new emphasis on the demonic possession of children in 1970 cinema. The whole nuclear family is suddenly at risk. Now the monster was not out there. It was in here. It was present immediately, intimately, in our own homes, and no one would believe us, including the people we trusted the most. I remember watching the final episode of The Night Stalker, television show that ran from 1973 to 1974 and is commonly considered a precursor to The X-Files, called The Sentry, which was about a lizard creature living in the walls of an underground facility. I missed the fact that it was an underground facility and thought it was just a monster in the walls. And I remember the final lines of Kolchak's narration chilling my blood but if you're in a subway or a pedestrian tunnel underneath a ballpark and you think you hear something moving in the walls it may not be your imagination take my advice don't walk run this is hb3 hb3 live at instagram and facebook
I noticed too in some pictures, but it didn't happen at the show I was at. But you, you have dancers sometimes as well. Or are you playing drums to, to with with? Yeah, it looked like. Yeah, I. Yeah. I I love collaborating with any artistry. So you know, it's, you got my head spinning. Even like, uh, you know, someone like your uh, uh, illustrator, you know, yeah. someone like that is exciting to work with. Someone who can you know, just blow visually with what they're doing on the spot to the music, whether mm-hmm. I, you know, I've had different dancers, I coordinate with different drummers. One of the songs on the album, uh, when I was at the Georgia Renaissance Festival, it was something I wrote right on the spot and I had everybody else that was playing there just, you know, so I had a zither, I had a uh, dulcimer, I, I had a didgeridoo and had some drummers, I had a bagpipist and, wow. you know, just, just anything. I want people to know that this instrument is is real and it relates on all sonic boundaries i'm convinced uh now i am uh, after seeing it live several times nice. and uh but now nice. I, I didn't know about your other stuff that you were doing that's amazing um and what you said just then about collaborating with other artists um yes it is amazing like uh, that Ro- his name's robert j hoagland um i call him bob he spells his first name backwards but yeah. you know that's just him but anyway um he <laughs> he is like uh totally he can pull the things out of my head now because I'm writing it, you know, and, and I feel I have the easy part, but he he's an amazing artist. But you have to be able to interpret it to an artist. And he I didn't have to tell him too much. Uh, he could pull it right out of my head. And that to me is just an amazing thing. And he's better. He's actually better than the thoughts that I, I come up with. And I just can't interpret it good enough. So there's a lesson out there. Uh, writers that work with artists, be very clear when you do that, whether it's a screenplay, a shooting script, a um, storyboard is how we work. Be very clear. And if, if you got the right guy or girl, they'll pull it right out of your head. <laughs> yeah. And at the end of the day, doesn't that collaboration make you better? I want to be yeah. surrounded by people that just make me and my vision and product better, you know? 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, now, how about original stuff? Now, you talked a little bit. Um, how much, uh, you said this gothic th- rock thing, is that going to be all originals? That could be covers, collaborations? We're going to start with covers. Because, okay. Because uh, I know to get, you know, the festivals where I'm playing for 20, 30,000 people a night, I know I'm going to need to, I want to go out strong right off right. the bat. So I, totally I want to be the greatest gothic rock cover band mm-hmm. to start and um and then when people start eating out of our hands mm-hmm. then we'll, we'll give them some original stuff and hopefully that will translate into you know international listenership yes we're very fickle people we like to hear familiar stuff i like new stuff right. all the time but man you want to get my attention you know play tubular bells and the theme from the right? omen and out from a distance i'll be like where's that coming from you know so yeah, exactly. you pull the yeah. crowd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's I'm glad see. Oh heck yeah! Uh, but I've got to ask this one now. Um, oh, my co-host is not with me. In case you didn't realize, uh, folks. Yeah, Sean's not here tonight, but he'll be back on the next episode. He, I, I he would have had some great questions for you, but that's a timing thing. Um, what was your first instrument that you played, though? Obviously, it wasn't. <laughs> wasn't this right? <laughs> hey, mommy, can we go to band? band in your tonight when they introduce all the new instruments i want to pick the carillon the carillon uh, of course <laughs> no so i was uh i started wanting to play drums but of course everybody wants to play drums so mm-hmm. my band director had me starting with low brass which was so boring and i was not into it um so then i ended up getting playing trumpet mm-hmm. and then percussion drums and trumpet and then 
you know, by the time I was in high school, it was just all drums and drum set. And, um, you know, and then in the last in 20 years, I've picked up, you know, bass guitar and enough piano, keyboarding, and even guitar. Um, you know, mm-hmm. as I need to communicate things to other musicians, I found it best being able to have some type of proficiency on an instrument so I can understand, you know, the limitations and how to communicate some of those things. Surely. So I love playing bass guitar because I love dancing. And basically I loved anything I could do to get out from behind the drum set and get more attention. And I think I found the thing that <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. get as much attention I think as so. I want. Oh man, that's funny. No, I started with drums myself. Um, went drums, okay. and then I went saxophone because uh, my grandfather played saxophone, and I uh, wasn't very good at that. And drums, I was just near nah, uh, keeping a pace kind of. But then I went right to the bass guitar because that was fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, are you playing bass guitar now? Is that something I, that you're doing on a regular basis? Not on a regular basis. No, I was in a, a horrible punk rock band <laughs> in my uh, yeah. teen years, and after that, I was just kind of fooling around with it. And yeah, it's collecting dust right now. But now, all, of course, all I know are bass players now, um, <laughs> including my co-host. <laughs> it's just the funniest thing. Okay. But yeah, it is a fun instrument. A fun instrument. So, what you progressed from the bass guitar? What did you do next? It was, you know, drums was always the main thing. Okay. So, uh, and then, you know, I was, I was uh, auditioning for some stuff with Cirque du Soleil, so I ended up picking up guitar oh, to, okay. to learn, um, you know, kind of get that back together. Just enough to, you know, um, do the things I needed to for certain shows. Um, but, you know, I, I do a lot of production, and I do a lot of uh, custom show design. Mm, okay. So, you know, I'll play... Uh, Cajon one day and the next day I'm playing a, a, a mini vibraphone or a zen drum or some other futuristic you know component that keeps time and makes noise you know I boy do I know somebody that you have to meet if you're ever out in the west coast um, he has a bit on this show uh, especially during the Halloween season. Um, he's known, his band and him, he produces everything himself. HB3 is what he's known as, but he's, his name is Hugh Bonar. Okay. Hugh Bonar, um, he uh, basically uh, reinvented or invented the piccolo bass guitar. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> amazing stuff. Uh, I would suggest if you're into, you want to hear some of his episodes. His music's amazing. It sounds like it's right oh, up your okay. alley, man, like something you'd love. Um, defend, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Make sure to give me a contact there. I, I'll gladly introduce you guys. I mean, you guys could probably talk for hours. Um, if I had you both on the show, I'll, you you wouldn't need me. <laughs> um, but uh, but well, you, we would get so lost in self indulgent musical masturbation, we would need you to get us on track. I'm telling so. you, I'm telling you. You know what? I at his request, uh, rather, I, I'll ask his permission. And I'll just introduce you guys a messenger, and you you want to yeah. you want to listen to. I mean, he has. You can watch some videos. It might even inspire you because I know he's inspired a lot of people. People, but he also teaches okay. music too. Um, you kind of answered my question on this one, um, but I, I was going to ask you if you did any soundtrack music or any music for TV and film. You mentioned Circus Soleil. Yeah, so um, That's I've, I've done a lot of music designing and writing for attractions in the uh, theme park world, the cruise ship world. Oh, that's cool. Uh, a lot of corp- yeah, a lot of corporate stuff. Um, you know, I played with bands back when MTV and the Real World was a big deal. I was on a couple of those theme songs. Um, you could pull up the ACC, ACN network and ESPN2, and that's my drumming on all that stuff. Oh, wow. So I've done a, lot of, a fair amount of national stuff. You know, you can find me on every Cast of Bronze CD, the two that I've done and the nine that came before me. I, I, I'm the drummer on all those. 
which is cool now because I'm playing to tracks of me. And I'm like, damn, this drummer is like grooving. He's doing all the things I would do. This feels great. <laughs> and it's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. It doesn't get better than that. Uh, I don't think it right? does. Uh, who have you proudly worked with and who would you like to work with? Uh, you know, the, the musicians that I'm most proud to work with are no one that anyone would, would know. I could give you a bunch of big names, but out of that, the people that have inspired me that I love working with are true artists. There's a wonderful saxophonist in Orlando who has uh, been with Cirque du Soleil for years. His name is Alain Burdett. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, every time I get to work with him, uh, I'm inspired and, and moved by his transparency as a human and as a musician. Um, I like those are the people I, I really get off working with, and the people I'd love to work with. You know, I, before it was you know Tower of Power in the funk world, hmm. and uh, it was you know being able to go on tour with Boston or Aerosmith. Um, but now I, I'm really getting excited about the Scott stuff. I, I fully see you know a, a collaboration with a Dream Theater. And, oh, there you go. Uh, Skillet and you know something like that. Some Marilyn Manson and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know some Christian metal band. I don't know. It's something oh, that this... doesn't make sense that we're going to be open to the collaboration. You know, there's so much out there. We've played a lot on this show too. You'd be surprised. Uh, some of the some of the acts. Oh. Uh, we're always trying to get more. Okay. Um, but yeah, I that that sounds awesome. I totally see you. Uh, Dream Theater. That's interesting. I, I, that's yeah. uh, they're for hometown heroes for me uh, back on Long Island, New York. But uh, yeah, they've def- right. yeah they're still going, man. I can't believe them. But yeah, um, so I, that kind of brings me to my next question: musical influences that brought you to this. Well, it's a very select form of music, but what were you listening to prior to all this? Were you a metal guy? It sounds like you liked funk as well. Yeah, big big funk. I grew up as a, a jazz fan. My my brother's mm. a world class jazz guitarist and fusion guitarist, and mm. listening to bands like Tribal Tech and and Dixie Dregs and Weather Report and Zauno Syndicate. That whole world, which is like a fusion of rock and jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge Sinatra fan. I'm a huge Stevie Wonder fan. Oh, yeah, I Stevie. Love, yeah, I love Michael Jackson. Um, and, you know, and I'm probably one of the biggest Beatles fans in the world. So yep. put it all in a blender and there you go. You nice. Know? Um, you, you, I wasn't going to tell this story right away. I've, I've mentioned it a few times, but Stevie Wonder got me into rock and roll at a young age. My dad was playing Beatles, Stones, and Doo-Wop. Uh, Doo-Wop, I can't say I was a big fan of. But um, are you okay. still there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, your, <laughs> your screen's doing something weird, but there we go. Uh, but I yeah, Stevie Wonder, um, if you remember, he did Sesame Street in the 70s. Yeah. And Ray Parker yes. Jr., Ray Parker Jr. was playing guitar on Superstitious. Yeah, but he was doing. Yeah. That's him with the he had the giant hair, and he's playing superstitious on Sesame Street. And I just put it together oh. recently that that was Ray Parker Jr. playing with him, a radio guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing stuff. Well, you, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I was talking to somebody, and I said, "Do you remember Sesame Street?" And they they were too young to know the, like the classic Sesame Street. Right. But if you think about it, you know, uh, Chick Corea was on Sesame Street. Right. Um, Bobby McFerrin. I mean, there were just like so many yes, iconic Bobby great McFerrin. artists that were 
Yeah. How about Rita, uh, Rita Moreno was on The Electric Company? Oh, gosh. Now it was way back. Yeah, yeah. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yeah, that just came up. I think they just hey, celebrated hey. their 50th or something like that. Uh, maybe wow. I'm wrong. might be 45. I don't know. But, yeah. Hey, maybe, you know this, maybe you know this world because you're, you're a grandfather, but I'm a huge Lawrence Welk fan, too. Interesting. Um, I got to hear all know. that stuff. Yeah. I mean, great entertainment with great musicianship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I... And, and then, and then for me, I was, I was thought I was going to take over Anton Figs with the Tonight Show band, uh, uh-huh. the Letterman band. Wow. That was my goal in life. That's funny because uh, David Letterman, I, he was my goal to become a talk show host. <laughs> okay. Yes. So now we're dating ourselves. Yeah, we certainly are. That's all right though. It was but, a good good period of time. But are they not the best? Yes. Of what they did, right? Hundred percent, the best. Yeah, I, I yeah. totally miss. Well, I miss David Letterman. Although you can still catch him. I don't, what's his band doing these days? Uh, Weinstein or was that the Weinstein family band? No, the, the, that that's uh, that was, ended up being the Conan thing. Conan, that's was Conan. Um, it was the father and son took over or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. All, that's all what it was. But I mean, Paul Schaefer and Anton Figg yeah. and Will V. I mean, just iconic musicians. You know. I don't know if your your listeners obviously know the band Kiss, but the first two Kiss albums, the drummer on that album, yeah. everyone thinks was Peter Chris. Yeah. But he actually couldn't cut it, so actually it was Anton Fig from the Letterman band. Oh wow. Who signed like a twenty year, you know, non NDA, but he couldn't tell anybody. Wow. I don't know. I may yeah. have heard something on satellite radio about that, but I missed the whole story. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. That's good stuff. Right? Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, well, what is, can I ask you, what was the most fun you've ever had on stage? Is there a point or a show that stood out the most? Um, you know, it, when I cry, I'm, I know I'm in a good place. Wow. Like when I'm just moved to tears. Uh, and it's happened in stadiums and it's happened in arenas. Or it's happened at the, you know, uh, playing with, John Farnham and opening up for In Excess. Oh, my God. Uh, or at least a show in Australia, Super Bowl 25. I mean, big shows I've played. But recently, sitting behind the Carillon, it was kind of like maybe three weeks ago, when my head removed itself from my body and kind of looked down at what I was doing. Wow. And I knew it was a responsibility, but I thought to myself, I'm actually doing this, and it sounds gorgeous to me. <laughs> Um, and, and I was, I was brought to tears. I mean, not by me, but by the instrument and I was able to facilitate the instrument. Well, yeah, you're like melded to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally believe that, that, wow. No, that's huge. That's music, baby. That's, uh, that's what it's all yeah. about. You know, really, you want that. That's. And, and you mentioned a while back and I'm sorry I didn't finish answering your question, what I'm listening to in my ears, oh, my cool. in-ear monitors. That's cool. Um, so my in-ear monitors, I have microphones all over the bells, and those are just for me. They're not, they, I don't mic the bells, I just play at the volume of those, but the miking of the bells is for me, and in my ears, mm-hmm. it sounds so, it sounds like I'm in a cathedral. Um, and I purposely made it as good as possible, just so I'm getting off on every performance, you know, so I can, hopefully, I'm translating, like, it doesn't matter if I'm at a Renaissance festival or little pirate festival to me it's mm-hmm. the biggest show of the, of the day you know okay so yeah nothing stands out except the the few times that you were brought to tears by the instrument itself i you know i, I think i think that's what's been standing out to me you know mm. uh 
it, it's when I'm brought to tears. Uh, and those, there was a time when I actually played with this instrument and I was a drummer mm-hmm. that I was brought to tears too. It's like when you're making something bigger than yourself, when you're part of something that's bigger than just yeah, you, yeah. that, like you said, that's music, you know? Man. <laughs> yeah, you're flooring me right now. That's that's amazing. Um, I just wonder if we've crossed paths because before we, I did. You ever do the pirate fest? Any pirate fests out on Long Island? Um, I don't. I don't think so. I probably you know, it, maybe at Disney you know, World. I, I probably saw you more than a few times. Yeah, you probably saw me at Disney. Uh, you know, there's a couple of national artists that I toured as a music director with mm-hmm. that um, you know has brought me all around the world. So I've been in theaters and stadiums, and but. Uh, yeah, I'm enjoying what I'm doing now. It seems like the calling. It's a well, weird, you know, 40 year path to get here, but here I am, baby. Well, this is the part of the show where you tell everybody to find your stuff and your CDs and where you want them to find you on socials. Yeah. Um, so it, it's everywhere. I have this Linktree account that people scan. You can find me. Uh, everything is Bells to Go. Okay. So it's Bells, the number two, go. Mm-hmm. And whether you're on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, uh, TikTok, it's all Bells to go. That's kind of the corporate brand. Uh, and you can get a link to everything. You just go to the website, bells2go.com. Uh, on there also has my touring schedule. And we're about 16 to 18 months out with a current touring schedule. So... Um, good to check out you can purchase all the music directly from the website or um you know spotify seems to be the jam lately yeah um so people can find it there you know and to get national and international recognition we're, we're working with spotify just to get that uh those streams and get on the curator's playlist to get international you know attention and his name is charlie so i think the best place is yeah. You forgot your name. We, we got to get your name out there again. Charlie Saint. Sir oh, Paul. Sir Paul. Yep. And yeah. it's from four parts, folks, including a dash between Sir <laughs> and Paul. <laughs> Very important for radio to do that. Radio doesn't do that enough. Yeah. You, you can listen to an interview for 45 minutes and they never reiterate to tell you how to spell the person's name. And it drives me crazy. Oh, yeah. Pet peeve. I've been listening to radio point, wait for way too long. Uh, and hey, uh, Charlie, do you like horror movies? I love horror movies. Ooh, got some favorites. It is the Halloween season. You know, my favorite, and, you know, I'm not so much of a gore as I am suspense. Okay, so, I hear that. Um, the, yeah, The Shining is my uh, most tragic movie that I love. And Kubrick, it, yeah. I, I'm just, yeah, I can't watch it enough. Right, and the know? sound, the and soundtrack, the soundtrack's amazing. Yeah, um, but I also love, you know, Carrie and Christine and mm-hmm. um, Cat's Eye and, you know, those are the type of movies that get me off. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a '70s guy when it comes to the horror movies and the nostalgia. I'll watch '80s. Okay. Um, I mean, you know, yeah, it got into the, too much comedy in the '80s, and then it got serious again. Right, right now, I mean, I, I got Shudder, and Shudder is an amazing station. So, and you get the foreign flicks too. Tell, what? Tell me what? What should I check out this Halloween? To be Ooh, terrified, not in a gore way, but in a okay. Way. You seem to have your finger on the pulse of that. There's a good, there's a good uh, possession movie out now. That's that was scary. Um, I don't know if it, um, it was unfortunately it was dubbed in English, and I think it's Spanish. Yeah, but uh, it's called uh, The Old Ways. That's a new one right now. Okay. And the Old Ways, okay. and it's about a, a young lady getting possessed, but. 
it, there's so much more going on to it. That was a decent suspense film. Um, let's see. I, I always go Creep Show this time of year. I love the original Creep Show, okay. Creep Show Two. And if you want to see Creep Show Three, aka Tales from the Dark Side, the film, the movie, that was actually uh, the people that worked on on Creep Show and, and Tales from the Dark Side will tell you that was Creep Show Three. I've met those guys like Marty Schiff and some of those other folks. Yeah, uh, Tales from the Dark Side is a fun one, man. That's a uh, you know Stephen King and Romero and. I mean, oh, I'm okay. reading I'm reading Romero's last book right now, and I know my folks are sick of hearing me say this, but because I'm, it's a big book, it's like 700 pages. Just wrapping that oh, up, gosh. yeah. Before he died, he did uh, the Living Dead. He wrote his last book, and it is um, it's good. It's good. Uh, movies, I still like The Howling, The Evil Dead. You know, okay. um, yeah. I, but I do like more suspense, like you, like you. Um, yeah. Listen, this has been a pleasure. And uh, I want to have you back on when okay. you have your other band and recordings done. Um, Absolutely. I, we did pick a song to go out with only because, uh, well, you said it. Do you still want to use that same one? Yeah. Okay, so we'll go yeah, out. Man. Paranoid? Yeah. And, you know, why I think this kicks ass is the band is, is killing in it. Uh, it's a great guitar solo in it. Um, and it's one of my favorite bass players I love working with. Uh, Eric Lugo, and you know, all the information for the recordings of all of these musicians and how to contact them, you can find on my website too, because I'm a big fan of the, the guys and ladies that are making this music happen, you know. So, yeah, Paranoid. I mean, who doesn't want, you know, Caroline Bells and Ozzy Osbourne arranging at the <laughs> Thank same you. time, you know? Thank you so much. Absolutely, I agree. And, um, oh, I got one more movie for you too. If you haven't seen it, have you seen Trick or Treat? But this is the one that came out about 10 oh. years ago. Yes, loved it. Isn't that great with Sam? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's some good that's stuff. A good, that's a good reminder, though. I forget about movies. It's yeah. It's not my real house, you know? I think that's our age okay. now, too. We forget because there's two, we get inundated with stuff, music, movie, you know, and you forget what you like, and then you have to see it again. Right. <laughs> I don't and know. And then you have to think, how do I actually watch a movie nowadays? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. What, <laughs> what streaming device? I find myself in the middle of the night looking on my phone. Um, is this streaming, and where do I find it? And boom, you, sometimes you right. can find what you're looking for. But yeah, um, I recommend yeah. Shudder to all horror fans, and uh, more on okay. them sometime soon. And uh, <laughs> hey, thanks for doing this, Charlie, and we'll talk again soon, uh, maybe around Christmas time. With your, we'll promote your Christmas album. Anytime, man. It's such a pleasure. And just call me whenever if you just want to chat because I really enjoyed you and your 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 heart and your musical curiosity. I appreciate. It. Oh, it never ends. That part doesn't end. Um, and and folks, all if right. you want to, you want all our stuff, go to www.fairlydarkproductions.com. Some of my books are there. All the shows are there. Um, and you can go if you want the other books and the comic books. Go to burningbulbpublishing.com, and you can find tons of great horror writers, indie writers. And you can meet me this weekend if you go to the Willow Station in Castle Shannon, Pittsburgh. All right, that's Saturday the 30th. Afternoon, folks. The afternoon. Karaoke starts at night. That's something else. <laughs> Maybe we'll have Charlie come out, too, sometime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And as always, at Fairly Dark on Twitter. Not my favorite place, but I'm trying to get back into it, kids. I'm trying. Do you do Twitter? Uh, I have um, uh, I have people that do Twitter for me. How's there that? There you go. I, I'm, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the wild west of idiocy out there. But hey, and Instagram uh, too. Uh, it's kettle.whistle.radio. And that, I like Instagram. Yeah. It's all right. It's all right. All right, folks, friends, and fiends, thanks for listening and have a good night. And Charlie, good night to you. All right. Thanks, my friend. And happy Halloween.
Society 13, Redefining Podcasting. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA.
Electric Acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast.